digital connection can't beat human connection or the connection we experience in our real lives, right? External validation can't override our own validation and view of ourselves. So recharging yourself means not putting all your eggs in one basket to fulfill you and satisfy you. Hello beautiful one and welcome back to another soulful and amazing episode of the Good Life Podcast with me, Noor. This is a beautiful platform to help you open your mind and live a life of meaning and purpose. So if this is your first time to this channel, a warm welcome to you. And if you have been tuning in for a while now, thank you so very much for being here with us on the Good Life Podcast journeying with us on this beautiful spiritual journey. I think I've said the word beautiful a number of times. Um, I think it's because I just love it too much. (laughs) So don't mind me. Um, Anywho, you know, we always do love reading all of your reviews and all of your insights. It's so amazing seeing the reflections that we receive and, you know, and, and, you know, each and every one of them, it tells a very unique story in terms of what connects with you most. Right, even though we are, you know, I'm sharing the same information, but ultimately, what you take away from the episode, it's always so unique, right? Because of our unique experiences that we have been through in our own lives. So, you know, it's always so amazing to see all of the unique reflections that you send to us. Thank you so much for sending it to us. It means a whole lot. And, you know, don't forget to also follow us on our Instagram profile, the good life underscore podcast. And don't forget to also follow Follow us on our Spotify platform as well. If you haven't, feel free to do so and feel free to also leave us a review. It'll be so great for us to hear from you as well. So thank you so much again for taking your precious time, your energy for listening to this episode. We truly do appreciate your presence, your love and your support for this channel. You know, it's always been such a pleasure seeing this beautiful community grow and flourish. And it is all because of you. So thank you so much for that. So without further ado, let's go into today's episode. So, you know, today I'm going to be talking about our battery life, right? Our internal battery that is literally responsible for all the energy we see in ourselves that allows us to do stuff, right? So, you know, without recharging or taking care of that battery, we are going to find ourselves, you know, feeling really restless, you know, demotivated and filled with one of great frustration, right? I'm sure, you know, you have experienced those moments, those days or even months where you just get caught in that restless already motivated sort of um, cycle where you look at the things around you and you just go oh my god right it's this huge you know dreading feeling of wanting to do things right you just feel like you don't want to do things and you just want to run away from life and you know what i feel that especially you know during this challenging ongoing period of the pandemic 
where, you know, there are still cities and countries with full lockdown restrictions, you know, where the, the infection rates, right, are still skyrocketing high. You know, this is something that can immensely put a toll on your mental and emotional health. If you don't do anything to take care of it, if you just, you know, allow your battery life to run on flat all the time, you know, and this is something that can result in serious repercussions down the road if you don't take care of it right now, right? And, you know, as this pandemic progresses with no end in sight, you know, I am hearing a lot of stories of people's mental and emotional health being severely affected, right? People are losing their minds being suffocated at home, you know, being forced to close their business permanently, being cut off from any income, you know, losing their homes, and even seeing their loved ones lose their battle to COVID, right? You know, we as a society are going through a collective loss. We are grieving a life we used to have. We are grieving the things we used to be able to do. And this builds up a lot of that frustration, that anger, that sadness, that anxiety and the confusion, right? And a common lingering thought that we have is, when is this going to be over? When can I get back to living life as per normal? Although I would love to give you the assurance, you know, that the pandemic is gonna end sometime soon. But sadly, it's something that I can't promise you, right? No one knows the exact timeline. No one knows when it's gonna be over. You know, each day we are navigating through the great uncertainty. The only thing that is certain is now. And I know that, you know, it sounds like a cliche, but it's true, right? The only moment we have control over is the present moment. It is what we repeatedly do every day, showing up for ourselves, given our best capabilities. And so when we start shifting the focus of control within we stop obsessing over controlling the external circumstances, which are hugely beyond our control. And this is something that immensely enables us to exercise our freedom to choose. And this stops us from waiting around for the right moment and for the right people to come save us. And we actually start actively seeing what we can do best right now to make it work for us. Now, I know, you know, there are a lot of tips out there that you can, you know, probably read about that you're probably even heard about, right, to get yourself recharged and re-energized. But I want to share with you three main ones, which I have personally used that have tremendously helped me to get out of the burnout cycle and to just feel like me again, right? So the first one that I would like to share with you is on the concept of total behavior. So this concept of um, total behavior is developed by the American psychiatrist William Glasser, right? So he says that there are essentially four components that make up our total behavior. And that is our feelings, our physiology, which are essentially your body sensations that you experience, your thoughts, and your actions. So imagine this, imagine each component, you know, taking up each wheel of a four-wheel car, right? 
And, you know, imagine that you're driving right now in that car, right? You need all four wheels to be functioning properly in order for your car to be, you know, moving safely, right? If one wheel gives way, what happens? Your car would probably, you know, be skidding away and it would probably, you know, end up in something that is not so nice, right? So these four wheels while you're driving, it's got to be present. You cannot have, you know, one wheel down. All wheels need to be okay, right? So going back to the concept of total behavior, using this analogy of the, you know, the car, the wheels. The thing with these components is that all these components, just like the wheels on the car, they each have an important and critical part to play, right? They each play a role in, you know, navigating through the car safely. So by being aware, you know, what each of these components are and knowing what specific roles they play, you are then in a better position to see what are the areas that you can start doing differently, right? So if I may apply this, you know, concept of the four wheel, the concept of total behavior in an example, in an experience that we are all going through right now, right? So taking the example of the pandemic situation, which has left a lot of us feeling, you know, that sense of stuckness, that feeling of suffocation, just being, you know, stuck at home, being stuck in, you know, our city, the country, not being able to freely roam about and travel, right? So this would have probably, you know, brought about feelings of anger, you know, frustration, or even sadness. And that would have probably made your body feel very tense, right? Your heart may be, you know, beating much faster than usual nowadays. Your armpits may even be perspiring, (laughs) right? A whole lot more. And that may lead to the thinking of, man, you know, I hate my life. My life is so miserable, right? Which then would have led you to specific behaviors that you engage in to cope with all of that. For example, you may be finding yourself sleeping in much more, right? You may even find yourself eating a whole lot of like, you know, junk food, which may not actually help you feel any better or recharged. So, you know, the concept of total behavior, it focuses on the component that you have high influence over. And when you start actually changing the areas that you have you know actual influence over that's when you start seeing effective control over your own life right and then you stop actually waiting around for life circumstances to change before you actually make a move so out of those four components right the component that we have the most control over is actually our acting the behavioral component the next most easily controlled component is actually our thinking, right? Followed by our feelings and then followed by our physiology. So imagine this, you know, when you see something that's sad, I want to ask yourself, do you think that it's easy for you to control your feelings that arise, right? You know, is it easy for you to change the body sensations that you experience when you see something that's sad? right? Perhaps your stomach feels like, you know, it's a knot. Do you think that it's easy for you to just unknot your stomach? 
And do you think it is easy to just quickly change, you know, your sad thoughts to something that's happy and positive? You know, I, I've tried, <laughs> like, you know, in those instances where, you know, I feel, you know, I feel down and I'm just feeling out of it. You know, me trying to force myself to feel, to think, you know, positive, it is really hard, right? So the answer to those questions is that it is not easy to be able to just change your feelings, to be able to change the body sensations that you experience, to be able to change your thoughts. Those are components that are not as easy to do. So, you know, going by the premise that it is not easy to do, we should then, you know, not be investing so much of, you know, our time, our energy, trying to change those components as it would just essentially, you know, drain your battery life even more. So instead, what I would like to invite you to do to focus on what you have more control over, right? Things that you have more control over would result in you not requiring so much of your energy to invest in, right? And that lies in your actions, the type of behaviors that you can choose to want to change, right? So therefore, if we want to change the way we are feeling emotionally or physically, the most effective thing to do is to change what we are currently doing right now. And if, because of the circumstance or situation that we're in, you know, we, we can't change what we're doing, then we look at the next best option. And that is our thoughts, right? Are you feeling stuck in the same kind of pain over and over again? And you find it hard to feel happy and to feel joy in the everyday moments of your life? If you have tried all the self-help tips out there, but still not seeing much progress, then perhaps it might be time for you to work with a life coach where we will help you find those inner roadblocks, work through it and get through it a stronger, wiser and more resilient you. If you are keen to change your life around, don't hesitate to drop us your interest at info at thegoodlifepodcast.live. That's L-I-V-E. We're looking forward to hearing from you. So in essence, you can indirectly influence how you feel, how you think, and how you know, your body experiences all these sensations through changing your behavior. So using the same example of the pandemic situation, right? Being stuck at home. If your current chosen behavior to deal with your emotions of, you know, feeling sad, angry and frustrated, it is to sleep it off or eat junk food. You know, ask yourself, what behavior can you choose to do differently from what you're doing right now? You know, if you do not want to feel sad, if you do not want to feel angry, if you do not want to feel frustrated, ask yourself what behavior, what actions can you do right now that is actually within your control for you to not feel sad, angry or frustrated anymore, right? Um, you know, taking the example, um, a couple of days ago, you know, I was driving in my lane and, I, you know, as I was making a left turn, there was also another car on the other lane. Um, who was also trying to turn left. And, you know, when I was turning left, the car just, you know, went into my lane without checking their blind spot. 
So, you know, I, I honked my car, right, to warn the car, you know, so that we don't actually end up in an accident. So the immediate, I could, I could remember the immediate um, feeling that I felt at that time, it was anger. Because I was like, what the, <laughs> right? I mean, like, dude, you know, you know, please make sure that you actually, you know, um, you know, check your blind spot before you actually, you know, make a turn or turn left or whatever, right? But the fact that the car just, you know, did not do that, it did bring about those angry feelings that I was feeling in that moment. So I actually, you know, utilized, used this concept of total behavior where I asked myself, okay, I cannot, I cannot, you know, um, not tell myself to not feel angry, right? Because anger was something that immediately came up. It's something that I had no control over, right? Feelings are something that is an automatic response of the experiences that we go through. Right? So what I told myself is that, okay, I cannot choose to not feel angry. But I told myself that I, I choose to not want to feel angry. And how can I do that? So I chose to you know, not want to feel angry through influencing my behavior. And that was for me to just you know, not stare at a guy as I was actually passing the car. I choose to just let it go. And the behavior chosen was to just drive on straight, stick to my lane, not doing any more of the angry stares at the driver. And you know what? I, I did not feel angry anymore. You know, the, the angry emotion that I felt in that moment was just very temporary, very short-lived. But the moment I changed, you know, I chose to change my behavior, it indirectly influenced the feelings that, you know, I wanted to feel, which was like, you know, I wanted to just be zen, calm and chill. So, um, yeah, you know, I hope that this example helped and it's something that you can also, you know, practice in your everyday life. You know, it's something that definitely requires, you know, a lot of practice and, you know, you need to be aware, right? Like firstly, you know, what's going on, you know, what are the emotions that you're feeling and what do you choose to want to feel instead? So the tip number two that I want to share with you, it is all about taking a break from social media um, and things and people that just drain you, right? Things that make you feel triggered or just off. So the thing is that, you know, you got to listen to what you are feeling, right? Because your body is constantly sending you signs and signals and it never lies when it is feeling not okay, right? So it's about allowing yourself to listen to those cues, you know, it is super important that, you know, you draw this boundary between you and the things and people that just drain you. So firstly, it is about recognizing that, you know, you're not feeling good right now, that you're not feeling okay right now. Secondly, it's about identifying what makes you feel not good. Thirdly, it's about drawing some rules, guidelines and boundaries around that, right? So having these guidelines are good because it provides you that structure and discipline. You know, if, for example, it is um, about being mindlessly scrolling through Instagram for hours long that make you feel disconnected, then you need to either get off it totally or put a time aside, right, on how much you're going to spend on social media, because you cannot allow your mind to just run on autopilot mode 
day after day without you consciously deciding if that is really actually what you need right now, right? So, you know, we got to understand that, you know, we are creatures of habit. We will tend to go back to the things that we tend to do, the things that we are familiar with, even if those things don't actually serve us, right? Even if those things don't exactly fulfill us. So our role is to be able to be deep thinkers, right? To be able to evaluate the things that we are currently doing right now and to see if it is actually serving its true purpose. So by taking that break, you know, and drawing that boundary for ourselves, it challenges our minds to think of meaningful ways to meet our unmet needs. So, you know, the reason I feel people, you know, feel drained and exhausted is because they keep forcing themselves to do things that don't fulfill them, that don't fulfill their core needs, right? A lot of times, for instance, social media has been the way we have commonly used to meet our connection need, to meet our self-empowered need. You know, I feel that it is good that we are able to connect with communities, connect with people beyond where we live. You know, it is nice to also receive compliments and validation from people based on what you post out there. But here's the big but, right? But if this is your only source, Right? If this is your only source where you get those um, you know, compliments, validation, where you get that connection, you are going to find yourself down a rabbit hole the moment you don't receive the same level of validation and connection anymore. So digital connection can't beat human connection or the connection we experience in our real lives, right? External validation can't override our own validation and view of ourselves. So recharging yourself means not putting all your eggs in one basket to fulfill you and satisfy you. It means going out there to diversify, you know, and to seek authentic and genuine connections to create a more long-lasting impact within that will keep your battery life within the healthy range. And the third and last tip that I would like to share with you, it is about giving yourself those days of easy days, right? So this could be your nothing day or, you know, the day that you just don't have to be productive and rushing around, right? So this is the day you focus on you where you learn the art of slowing things down, you know, sleep in if you want to, do away with the alarms if you want to, reschedule meetings if you want to right? Whatever it is that you want to do with that day that gets you feeling rested and better, do it, right? Because it is all about giving yourself, you know, that day of obligation freeness, right? This is where, you know, I find that it can be hard for a lot of us to do because we are so used to doing, doing and more doing, you know, and when it comes to slowing down or pausing or, you know, doing something that's like not so productive, we immediately get so judgmental about ourselves, we get so anxious and we get panicky, right? And, you know, if this is something that you're experiencing where you do a lot of self-blame, where you're just like, you know, super harsh and critical on yourself for not doing enough, I want to let you know that this is normal, especially if you have not been giving yourself enough of those quality rest days. And, you know, when I'm talking about quality, 
I really mean quality, right? So this is where, you know, your brain cells are given that time and space to just relax, right? You know, I, I've heard of um, stories of people where they can watch like, you know, a day of, of Netflix, right? A day of doing nothing, but still they don't feel relaxed. Still, they don't feel rested, right? Because it is essentially not in the thing that you're doing, but it lies in whether you are fully engaged in that thing that you're doing. So you can be given like, you know, a day, two days, a week where you are like at some villa or, you know, watching, given the freedom to just watch whatever, you know, Netflix. But if your mind is not engaged in that activity, if your mind is still, you know, thinking about work, thinking about, you know, other obligations and responsibilities that you, you, you need to attend to, then, you know, even if a spa day is thrown at you, you know, you can go back home still feeling super panicky, super not rested and just feeling like, oh my God, you know, I just still feel so tired, right? So it's about, you know, choosing the thing that brings you joy and then allowing yourself to be present while engaging in that thing that brings you joy, right? So I, I hope that makes sense for you. And, you know, another thing that I also like to bring up is the element of fun. Because, you know, most times in our race to grow up, right, to be this adult, you know, to accomplish all these things, we just conveniently drop, you know, the element of fun altogether, right? Things and life then becomes so serious, so formal and, you know, this desperate need to be unrealistically perfect, right? So we place a lot of these unrealistic standards, expectations onto our own selves to be this person all within a stipulated timeline and deadline. And my, oh my, <laughs> you know, that is something that is super, super stressful, right? And so I would like to extend this invitation to you to be able to explore your concept and idea of rest. For you to be able to explore your relationship with rest, right? How have you been viewing rest, right? If you have been viewing rest with a lens of weakness, if you have been viewing rest with a lens of judgment and one where you see yourself as incompetent and a failure, then perhaps it's time to reevaluate how you've been viewing it so far, right? Because the perception that you form, that you develop within, it's something that will essentially affect your thoughts the kind of emotions, the quality of emotions that you have, as well as your behaviors. Everything that you seek out there in the world will be aligned to your inner perception, to your inner worldview, right? So explore what that means to you, right? You know, you could even have those reminders that you have for yourself that, you know, having a rest and taking a break is not a sign of weakness, right? Because rest, it is necessary to keep you going, to keep you energized, to pursue all of your greatest goals and dreams. It is not selfish for wanting time to yourself. 
it is not wrong of you for wanting to have those, you know, laid back moments in life where you just, you know, do nothing at all, right? You deserve it, dear one. You deserve to take good care of yourself. So I hope that those three tips, um, you know, helped you get some ideas on how to go about getting yourself recharged and re-energized. So I hope you would try it out, you know, explore what that means to you and tailor to what connects and suits you most. So just to give you a recap, tip number one, it's all about focusing on what you have control most and, you know, start doing things differently right? Number two, it's about taking a break from what drains you and to draw up some healthy boundaries for yourself. And number three, it is about scheduling the mandatory uninterrupted off days and to remember to have fun, right? You deserve to have fun and incorporate fun in your life. So that concludes today's episode on the Good Life Podcast. Thank you so much once again for listening all the way through. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram, the Good Life underscore podcast. Don't forget to also follow us on our Spotify platform as well. Feel free to share with us, you know, your reflections, your insights. And I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode. In the meantime, be bold, be brave and stay the amazing you that you are. Take care, my dear one. Bye.